Welcome to Small Town Shenanigans. We've got a new series for you guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's roll it on out. we got Robbie and Brian. As we grew up, Brian Burns will fill us in a little bit about his ideas of this segment. But we, the Ellert family on, on, the, on our mom's side, they were very close friends with the Hooterite colony called the Glacier Colony, the Hooterite Colony in Montana. So we got to know them, and um, we, you know, they were always really kind. They would drop off dandelion wine and vegetables, and Harold Ellert was close to them. And we thought, you know what? They're a really interesting colony. They're, we love the community, how they, everybody pulls together. Um, and so we thought, you know what, we're going to have the, Brian said, let's have the Hooteray journals. People would love it. And so when we were at Cut Bank a month ago, we talked, talked to some folks. A lot of people have had a lot of um, relationships, run-ins with the Hooterites. We met a few gals at Matt Peterson's um, Celebration of Life. They, they taught out there. And so we, we've got a lot of stories. J.C. Seawald, we're going we're gonna to hook in a story that he told us when we were up there. It's a hell of a story. So I, you want to roll it out a little bit, Brian? Well, it's a... It's a mystery, you know, it's, it's just a, it's kind of an, uh, it's right in between like Sasquatch, Tooth Fairy. It's not quite like that because you've seen them, but we just don't know what's under, what's under the hood. And you said that we were good friends with them. How well did you know a Hooderite? I, I mean, I know they were over at, at the Ellert place quite a little bit. But I don't, I didn't really know him that well. I think that's the reason, I think that's what really got this whole thing going because in Cup Inc., everyone knows about the Hooterites. We know that they're, you know, they're, they're hard workers, got real strong backs, you know, but there's a little bit of mystique to them. And we, we're going to uncover it. We're going to get to the bottom. And I think for the rest of the, the world that, that don't really know about this deal, um, I think it's just going to be straight top-notch meter all the way pegged to the right entertainment how about you robbie what do you think well here's what i know about i don't have a lot of experience i'd see him go through town you know go shop to shop around the businesses in that in cut bank area but my major interaction with them was at the eller household also i remember uh and if you anything if anybody remembers their grandpa harold he kind of took command of the room when he was involved so most of it was watch and understand how Grandpa Harold would interact with the Hooterites. That's my biggest output from the Hooterites. And I always wondered about that interaction because that was Brian. Same with me, right? That was really where the the face to face time happened. And my Grandpa Harold, if if I could just give you the Reader's Digest version of him, he was a prankster. He was always messing with you. You know, if you were sitting on the couch. Pretty soon you'd feel something tickling your ear and he's got a big long piece of wheat and he's standing behind you and he's tickling you a little bit. And I think that he saw an opportunity to, uh, because you know, the, the hooder rights were a little bit gullible and he saw a great opportunity to get uh, the finest carrots in the land and, and to torment someone. And so we, were, when we went out to the hooder right colony, a guy named Jacob said that he was in there, him and his brother were in there at Harold's place and uh, they'd like to come over and, drink beer and watch baseball, I think is what he described it. And he said his brother, Jacob said his brother Dave got up and went to the bathroom and they were drinking some Rainier beer. And uh, old Harold, he, he uh, poured a little bit of vodka in that beer when old Dave was at the bathroom. He came back. <laughs> he came back and uh, he, he didn't want to be uh, 
he wanted to be polite. So he just drank the rest of that, that Rainier that had a little bit of a sour taste to it. And he said, old Dave started giggling and laughing. So I think Harold saw an opportunity to get the finest vegetables in all the land and to torment some motorites. And that's where my interaction happened. Well, they, <laughs> well, they just so everybody knows, they, it, it's a German um, community, basically, that um, came to pass in the 1500s, like 1527. No, they're not Amish, but I'm saying, like, people out here never heard of the hood, right? That's kind of, they kind of have. about in Indiana. Yes, in Indiana. They kind of have the same colony aspect. Now, the Hooderites in Montana, they, they have trucks. They have cars. Um, I don't know what limitations they have. Well, it's not as limited as the Amish. I mean, but, you know, and here's, here's the, another connection. If you, and this, you can actually do this. If you Google Hooderite map, it'll actually pull up an active, interactive map of all the Hooderite colonies. And if you look there just north of the border, up there in Canada country, there are a lot, okay? So I don't know if there was interaction between the, uh, the Ellert family because my grandfather's parent, he came from Canada, right? They're, they were Canadian. And so I don't know if, they, and, and they're German, very, very strong German. So I don't know if there was the German-Canadian connection where there was, there was something that uh, transpired across the border that was early on, I don't know. But there was a connection there and... Uh, we sniffed on it a little bit, but we need to get a little, we need to dive a little bit deeper because I think I think everyone wants to hear this story, and um, it's well, it's going to be start. ongoing. Yes. Okay? And I just want to say this because we talked a little bit before, and I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I think the end goal here, or at least the first goal we have, is to get a all Montana colony, right? We'll get support from all the colonies in the area, and we're going to have a basketball tournament. And it's going to be an all hundred basketball oh tournament. My. What? What that. just happened? So I think that right there, because nothing brings a community better, together better than a basketball tournament. And nothing defines the Hooderite in a social setting than their attire. So we're going to make, uh, you know, the uniforms that are made, we're going to distinguish between each colony. What, what did they get? Can you describe what they look like? Like, say, the Glacier Colony, what would their uniforms look like? Well, all, the, all of their, what they're wearing today and what they've worn for the last several hundred years look, looks a lot the same. They're black, heavy wool, black wool uh, with a snap button up shirt suspenders so i say we keep that intact you know if you had <laughs> if you had if you had uh but right from several colonies side by side you probably couldn't tell the difference so i say all we do we'll alter a little bit and this is very premature i'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head but i say we keep the uniforms intact right maybe we cut the sleeves off the shirt and uh, cut the cut the pants down make them kind of a cut off look <laughs> and then we just put one uh, distinguishable stripe down the side of the pants with a different color for each column. So basically, it's the same gear they have now. Cut off jeans. We'll, we'll trim the sleeves so they can sweat a little bit. We'll let it breathe a little bit. But outside of that, I think it's all very traditional. Wait, are they going to have suspenders to hold up their, their mm -hmm. basketball shorts? The suspenders so will probably barefoot. What? They get to do boots or barefoot. 
I say no, no. I say we say boots and hats still. I think we gotta keep the lid on. I think you know. Now, think, what are the chances that you organize in this? I don't know. You know, I mean, this is something that I really want to have happen. And I know I'm going to run into some resistance when I bring this idea out to the glacier colony and all the other colonies out there. And it's, it's going to take a while for me to paint the picture for them. But I think if we can get one colony, one colony to buy into it and have the, uh, you know, like we'll get the pig boss behind it. We'll get the, we'll get the turkey, we'll get the chicken boss behind it. We'll get the electrician boss behind it. We get all the bosses behind it and we get the colony behind it. I think that's where our leverage is. I'm not going to bring out, I'm not going to come straight out of the gates talking about the uniform. You know, we just need buy-in to participate in a, uh, a community basketball tournament. And I hate to take this. I don't want to take this to an extreme, but you know what this, I think this is like high, this could be high entertainment value. Um, you're not going to be able to make all the calls on traveling or double dribble. You're going to have to let, let them loose and fly a little bit, but I'm, I, I'm thinking, this, I mean, they could really capitalize on this. I think Nike, Adidas, I think all these shoe companies would be in. I mean, they could make a black yeah. boot. They could make a black <laughs> well, boot. boot. Just, I think a black boot with a real strong sole on it. But, you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves um, because I think it's all just a dream. You know, we're, we're dream hearts. We're dreamy heads. Um, I think what we need to do is just get some buy-in. I, I think what we need to do is have two pickup pickup trucks and we'll have the hoops in the back end of those and we'll just come out we'll have a portable portable court yeah don't make it more than it needs to be at a gym or something huh oh this so you're gonna set this up you're gonna set this up out of the glacier colony we just have two trucks we pull up we have the hoops in the back you know we have to cut them down so that they're 10 foot and just drop the tailgate slide that hoop right to the end and we can have a portable basketball hoop you know, I, it I, I think you should go eight foot, like or seven foot, like Grandma Mary's. Eight, I think it was eight foot. Eight foot. I, uh, I'm good. I'm good with that. I just can't have them hanging on the rim. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> or you get. Food. But anyway, hey, okay. Let's back up now, though. That's just that's the dream. Right now, what we want to do, and this is this is the basis. This is the foundation. What we want the Hood to Write journals. We want right now to blank canvas. Okay. We're giving you a touch of, of kind of what we know about them. We're going to find out a lot of great things. And I think the entertainment level is going to be high. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that we can't share. Okay. As a matter of fact, I know that. What do you mean by that? I know that. Well, we went out there. Stuff, we went out there. Yeah. We went out there and they told us stuff that, um, there's, there'd be some paperwork to fill out if we'd shared it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's just say they knew one of our uncles really well. <laughs> oh, they know our family well. Let's just say this. With the colony, I think what do you say? They got 75, 79 people at the Glacier Colony. Oh, um, wow. You got to tap into other resources to make sure that that tree ain't too straight. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that family tree ain't too straight. Yeah. Wait, wait, so hold on. So now you were you were saying to me, Robbie, that you always wondered why Grandpa Harold always had some walking around money. <laughs> we're, and we're all right now. We're just guessing. It's all very speculative, right? Um, I don't know why he had walking around money. We're gonna find out. Um, there's a lot of people I know in Cup Bank have no business having walking around money. 
Okay. <laughs> I know they spend a lot of time out there. And I'm like I said, this is just I'm guessing. I want to get to the bottom of it. I mean, what but, do you got? What did you say? What do you got to do for yeah, a few carrots and a and a slab of meat? What do I got to do for a bag of turnips and carrots? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's one. You know, that's one assumption that we have. We're gonna find out. Uh, we have J- we had Jacob out there. Gave he, he let us he let us take a peek around the corner a little bit, and uh, piqued our interest. And I think that people are really gonna love it. And I I honestly believe, and I don't know if we'll ever do this, but we need might need to have a paid subscription because there's gonna be some information that needs to be shared. But we don't want we don't want. Uh, I'm not doing any time for this. Okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> people got to volunteer to hear some of this stuff because look at. If you look at the Amish, they're dated, right? Like they just go back. Like they're not the stuff that's going on now in our country, and the stuff that you know you really have to be careful with what you say. They're not there yet. They're still about 150 years out from anything like that. He shared with us everything we wanted. We asked him any question, he went straight to it. Now I was wondering wondering if maybe if somebody's out there and has been down that road that you're talking about. Maybe they want to come under a uh, hidden microphone and mm. disguise voice and come Alias. in. Us. Maybe there's somebody out there like that. I don't think so. I think we're the first ones to crack this. No, there's people out there. The thing is, we can't share information that we're not privy to. But if we have people that have been a part of that, and we will keep your name anonymous, we'd love to hear your story. Okay? Now, we had a guy on. From the High Line in the Haver area, he, he shared us. He shared with us a little something about a friend of his involved the involved the coffee table and a curtain. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what was that was all about, but I think there's just a wonderful world outside that's there. We need to peek. Kind of like the Wizard of Oz. That first-hand account. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about first-hand account. Now we're going to share with you. We got we got some uh, stories from J.C. Seawalt from living next to the colonies. And we're going to share those with you. I think it's a great way to open this thing up. Um, you know, he, JC, he has a farm out there, North Cupink. He borders a lot of the, uh, the Hooderite colonies. So he knows them very well. I have a lot of deep respect for these, for these colonies uh, and, and, the, and the work they do. And uh, I think there's, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about eyewitness, firsthand account, Oh, well, we, uh, we had, we, we, I think we should tell Robbie, you and I, when we left Cutbank, we were going to Missoula, we'd stop, we had to stop at the Verizon store in Great Falls. I think we, I mean, I think that's a good little start. We should let people know what happened there. Yeah. So, you know, if you're from this area, you, you run into them, um, you run into hood rights all over. They, I mean, they interact with the community. It's not like they're, and, you know, if you're like, I'm a, I do pharmaceutical sales, and so there a lot of times if I'm in Great Falls in that area, they're they're at the doctor's office. Well, me and Bill were at the uh, Verizon store. I have I'm with T-Mobile. Bill's with Verizon, so he had to get some stuff done with his phone. Great Falls, and by golly, we had a, it was a customer in there. Now you talk about you know the Stone Age, you know, meeting head colliding. With technology age, we saw a first-hand account at the Verizon store. Did we not? The gentleman was in there looking to get a cell phone. 
flip phone. He wanted a, he wanted to flip one of the because they have the flip phones. They came back to at Verizon, and they're really durable. So his neighbor said, "You get to one of those." And then he told him to get uh, they used to be called a jetpack um, hotspot. He told him to get one of those hotspots. Yeah, but he, okay, he it was he was he was asking about a hotspot, but his terminology wasn't up to speed. Okay, and that's where we just sit back, and I'm like, I don't care how long we're gonna sit and wait for whatever you have to get taken care of, Bill. But this right here is what we're talking about. This is exactly, and so this guy wanted a flip phone, okay, but he couldn't he communicate. He couldn't communicate, and I think what Bill was saying is he also wanted a hotspot, but he he said that so he wanted a flip phone. We we got that out of the way because he brought he brought in some some samples of what he was looking for. So he had in one hand, he had a flip phone, old flip phone. I mean, this baby was old. More, it's know, a Motorola. Like, that was a Motorola. Yeah, it looked like something out of Star Trek. You know, it had the flip thing. It looked like, you, you know, he's like he's Captain Kirk, you know, or Spock, or uh, who's the other Bones? You know, there are Bones. For God's sake, no. Jim, I'm a doctor, not a magician. This is not a Star Trek. <laughs> I never watched it. Okay, well, anyway, he had the flip phone. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. So he pulled that out and he said, I want one of these. Okay. And then he had, I know people remember these. You know, the like the, it's kind of like a suitcase, those phones that you would carry around with you that was zipped up. My dad had one. He zipped up <laughs> phone that had a, that had a uh, cell phone in it. It looked like a true cellular phone. They call, them ba- they call those bank phones. Yeah, three one bank phone. Exactly. He had a bag phone, but then someone at the colony or something, I'm guessing, put back put uh, backpack straps on it so that you could tell that they were handmade. These straps on this on this bag phone that you could put over your shoulder. He goes, and I want one of these. Well, I guess <laughs> he goes, I want one of these where I can take the World Wide Web anywhere with me. <laughs> and that's what he said, Robbie. I want the World Wide Web to be on anywhere out there on the floor. Right. So what we gathered was he wanted a flip phone and a hotspot. And he said, I was down there at uh, at T Mobile and all they got everything was pink in there. We don't do pink out there at the colony. <laughs> so <laughs> he said he walked into T Mobile and he got just blown away with the pink. We're not doing the pink. So I need one of these backpack here. I need a flip phone and I need the World Wide Web to come and travel with me. <laughs> and he nodded on. He threw that backpack over his shoulder, that bag phone over his shoulder, and unzipped it. And boy, I tell you what, that old phone was still out there. And how about the look on the guy's face? Oh how my God! The they were the both so the, the, the guys, the guy of Verizon. They're bo- so he was 26. The guy, the hoodwright was 26. I, I would say roughly. The part I liked was when he said, um, "Now I want to." The guy from Verizon, like, well, now I, help me understand this. Why, like, why do you need? Why do you need a? you know, a um, hotspot. And he said uh, that he said that him and his girlfriend were having some issues. And he said that uh, Jacob or whomever, who, I can't remember who it was, uh, one of the elders, Hooderite, said that if you got um, a hotspot, because it looks like a little box, he's told this kid that if he, if he put his texts and calls in there, they'd be secure. And he said, ah, that's what I want because... Me and my girlfriend been having some argues, been argues, and uh, I've been spending time with my cousin, and she's very sweet, and I so I just want to put them all, put them all no, there. No, like, I don't remember 
Oh, yeah. yeah he had, yes. Uh, uh, now, Francis. No, 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 no. no. He was, <laughs> he was serious. That. Yes. Come on. He had, I know he wanted, he did want privacy, right? And he did mention that he kept, he kept unzipping and zipping. I want everything private. He unzipped it. I want it private. Whatever I've sent, I don't want anyone to see it. You'd unzip that thing and then zip it back up. So I don't know if he's thinking he kept the text messages in that bag. Yes. But he kept saying that. I want privacy. And you'd unzip it and open it up. Nothing, no one to say anything. And you'd zip it back up. <laughs> and so I think, but the, 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 the language barrier was so, like the guys from Verizon were like, okay, do you want, because when he said, I want to take the World Wide Web with me, I think they were starting to get that he wanted a hotspot. So he understood that there was some type of problem with the girlfriend. He wanted remote, secure privacy. He wanted a, uh, a backpack. I think he called it a jet pack or something. I wanted it down a jet pack and a flip phone. And all of that could be done. Bill, we were in there for over an hour listening to this. Oh, thing. my God. I, 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 we, were not, we were not going to leave, Robbie. We were like, tell we're staying here. The video recordings of this shit. No. Billy tried. Okay, Billy had his phone open, but you know when you when you go to record and you hit the button. Yeah. He didn't hit the button, so all we got was like the last three seconds when he stopped recording. But uh, that would have been so good. I should have done it myself. But it, but we were right there. We were the only ones in there, so it would have been you know, so. We were just, that that might have been a little bit obvious. We didn't want to stop their flow. Yep. We wanted the flow to be consistent. Well, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of flow because, like I said, there was a there was a huge gap. Well, remember remember Charlie, your your son. Uh, tell tell Robbie about when your when your son Charlie met met uh, the hood race. Oh, so when Charlie was so we're up in Cupping visiting. Charlie's probably eight, seven or eight, and we're cruising down. Uh, yeah, we I told this one. We were anyway. We're cruising down Main Street there, and you know where the Taco Bell was at. It was awesome. Yeah, it's kind of, of like the Flying J. It's kind of oh, more on the truck route side. Well, there's a there's like a vacant lot there, you know, that uh, on the Main Street side. Well, there was a right with his van and uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So anyway, they were selling fruit, they selling vegetables, whatever. So me and Charlie, Charlie and I were driving down Main Street, and I thought, oh, this will be great. Charlie's never seen how to write. He doesn't know anything about it, and I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna throw the two of them together, mix it up in a bag, see what comes out. We pull in there, and I just wrote Charlie. I go, Charlie, look, this guy's selling some vegetables. So he jumps out, and I said, now, just make sure that, you know, you're polite. Make eye contact, shake the gentleman's hands, and just ask what you want. So Charlie walks up, shakes his hand, and uh, he pointed at, like, the carrots. How much of these? And then it started. Then I started talking to Charlie. Oh, what you looking like? I think it's carrots. You like the beets or the good or the root of baggage? And Charlie looked up at him like he had horse coming straight out of the side of his head. His eyes were big. And Charlie's, you know, he was still flirting around with the English language. So he started talking to Hoodwright. Hoodwright had no clue what Charlie was saying. The Hoodwright responded, Charlie had no clue what the Hoodwright was saying. And this went on for five or ten minutes. It was absolutely magical. So I think we bought something, jumped in the car. I said, uh, I go, Charlie, what do you think? He goes, what? He goes, who were they? I said, those are called Hoodwrights, Charlie. He, and the question he asked me was, well, why are they singing like that? Why do they <laughs> sing all the time? <laughs> so he thought this guy was singing to a story. Oh, you ought to care to you ought to root bag. And I, oh, my goodness. And that is, that is the innocence meets, meets the right. And it was fantastic. <laughs> well, like you said, like a lot of people out in Indiana or out Easter, they don't know. But Brian just explained 
how they talk, right, Robbie? It does kind of like sound like like uh, it's got it's rhythmic. It sounds like someone's singing. It's a different sound. It's something you don't hear every day. <laughs> it's just it, an I, accent, I, like I, anything I else. It's it's kind of like when I hear those people like from England, like from Liverpool or someplace with that real strong accent. You have to really gather what they're saying. It's that way with the Hooderites, if I remember right. Yeah. And we'll get a lot of that. We're going to get a lot of live audio. Uh, people can listen to that. But it's going to be the package deal. We're not going to cut any corners with this, okay? The world needs to take a peek in this deal, okay? The world needs to see this. And we're not. Well, we're going to do our damnedest to, to give you the best information so people understand who they are. And we're going to allow them to compete against each other in a basketball tournament. Have a little bit of pride, bring some of their pride from their colony, and uh, it's going to be the complete deal. You know, one thing I noticed when we were out there because we we saw pretty much all the all the all the people in the colony. Everybody out there seemed to be like normal people. They none of them had any like um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, short. None of them had any um, disabilities. I would say. Okay. Well, you get that, Bill. Did you notice that? That's, that's, that's another assumption that we're going with here. Okay. That, that Jacob alluded to. Yes, you're right. Um, either either that gene is pure, or um, or they got a filter system <laughs> out there in one of those uh, grain bins. We don't know. <laughs> Robbie, what do, you, what do you think, Robbie? Go ahead and Rob go. Robbie, I think he's on a table. <laughs> I think he's on one of the tables. <laughs> All right, so okay, so All we're right. gonna, hey, we're so gonna... Much, without further ado, I think we need to take a peek. Let JC Seawald tell the first story. It's a story that we recorded a little bit earlier, but I want people to keep in mind as they're listening to this: if you have stories to share, please reach out to us. Bill, what's that number? Yep, here's the number. Write it down, guys. We've, it's uh, the phone number is 765-810-4864. I'm going to repeat that. <clears throat> 765-810-4864. And you can, um, you, can, you can text, you can call, you can leave a voice message. Even if you just want to tell us a story and you want us to relay it, that's fine. Because I mean, there's a lot of people that have stage fright of being on the public airwaves. So that's fine. And then also we have uh, small town shenanigans at yahoo.com. But give us a call. I mean, we've had we've had quite a few people call in and, and text us since we have the number out. But the, the Hoodride Journals, this is this is going to be a pretty unique ride, and it's uh, it's it's going to be worthwhile. We're going to find out um, if they have a different barn out there. If they we're going to find, find out. out all of it. We're going to find, find all out of it. the whole deal. So without further ado, I say we roll it out. Let uh, JCC will give us a, a peek. And uh, we're looking forward for this journey. This is going to be a magnificent journey. JC, take it away, JC. There's a specific kid that's next door. And he's not a kid. He's in his 40s now and stuff. But he's he's been... No, he said he's next door, so he's on the colony. Oh, yeah, and stuff. And if you talk to the guys at the colony, none of them, <coughs> they all just, like, you bring up his, they his turn name's their head, Matthew. They put their head down? I can guarantee anybody in Cup Bank 
everybody knows who Matthew is. They just put his, their head down. Oh, yeah. They, they're they they're not proud of this guy and stuff. <laughs> I mean, they are not proud. They're not he, proud he's done some shady stuff over there. He's got a wee bit of a drinking drinking problem and stuff. What, Dandelion wine, you think? Oh, and, well, this guy, I hire him from the colony and stuff. He says, meet me at the he- end of the hedgerow. I'll help you get your equipment ready this spring. So I said, all right. And so he's meeting you at the end of the hedgerow. Is that like the driveway? Yeah, where it comes out at the highway. They had a row of hedges. Well, when you're, they're not supposed to leave the colony or go to work for other people, but it's happening all the time. Heck, I used to go down there, pick oh. a kid up, and there'd be three more waiting, and you'd look behind you at 7 o'clock in the morning, and there'd be farmers. So this, anyway, this they, so they didn't, so the, the Hoodrite colony didn't know that you were taking these kids? Nuh-uh. No, and you, were spo- you weren't supposed to tell anybody. They did know. Did you pay them, JC? Oh, yeah. So that's what they were doing. It. They oh, yeah. Well, I mean, clearly yeah, they must have known. Cash. They must have known. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This and is the cut bank version of Home Depot in Southern exactly. California, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly there you it. Go. And um, anyways, I pick up this Matthew, and I at this point, I got along <laughs> with kid. him all right. Yeah, and stuff. Nice stuff, kid. I how did, how I old was he at the time? Oh, at this 38? time, he was probably... <laughs> God, in his early 20s, probably. He might have been underage. Had you known anything about him prior to... Oh, yeah. He he had a checkered past, but we all did. Strong you back. Know? Yeah, strong back. <laughs> and not really. <laughs> Math, Matthew's, Matthew's about 5'2 and 120 pounds soaking wet. Well, he's a know? big whacker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well big cat. Anyway, I, I pick him up. I take him home. I said, hey, I said... I, I gave him the tools. I said, we need to start changing the tips on this air drill for seating and stuff. And, oh, yeah, not a problem and stuff. And I, I said, I'm going to go. I said, I won't be more than an hour and a half. I got to go pick up a truckload of fertilizer, and I'll be right back and stuff. Hey, do you think you could pick me up an 18-pack of beer? <laughs> and just, what just, time was this? No, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, boy. 18 pack said, of could, you, could you pick me up an 18-pack of Bud Light, Bush Light, whatever's on sale? He said, and just garner, take it out of my daily wages. I said, yeah, and I'm getting in the truck. At 8 o'clock stuff. in the goes, fucking morning. And could you get me a carton of cigarettes? <laughs> he said... He goes, the, the cheap ones, they're Liggett Golds. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I, have, me, I haven't I have. either. I said, how do you spell that? L-I-G-G-E-T. They're in a white and yellow package, yep. aren't they? Yep. Those are legit? Yeah. <laughs> legit. They're, they're legit. <laughs> well, I said, I said, yeah. I said, I, I could do that. But I said, you're not going to have much left over. After, you know, carton <laughs> cigarettes ain't cheap. You know, and he probably was like, I don't give a shit. Why do you think yeah. I'm out here? <laughs> well, he's like, I'll work for 10 days for that. At this time, I had already quit drinking by this point. And I didn't give a shit. If the guy wants wants to get himself bombed every night, more power to him. I mean, a case of beer yeah. and smokes for the, to fix out them air yeah. pumps are a pretty good yeah. deal. That's oh, a damn I'd good get deal. My, if I go to town, I'd get my fertilizer and, and my legits and um, in, the, in a box of, box of beer for him. I'm coming back. I see this white pickup up north of our house just cruising across the stubble. Oh, no. Oh. And I'm thinking, oh, oh no. That looks like my white pickup. Has not touched a thing on the air drill in this hour and a half <laughs> He's I've in been your fucking gone. Pickup. But he did find, I had a, I've got a refrigerator in my shop. I hadn't been in it in probably <laughs> two years. There's an, there's an 18 pack of 
um, bush light in there. Closing must have been over. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Months I know. It, it had been left in there. I had didn't even have a clue. What, what was the expiration date on those? Hey, it didn't matter to Matthew. Oh, May, I, that might have been the, why he was in the shape he was in. Because it didn't matter because the monkey got the banana. You think, oh, that's you, right. think you start? You think you start topping it a little it's, bit? Again? It's maybe ten. I pull in the. Oh, he meets me in the yard. Shit. I can clearly see he is shocked. I mean, he is done. He drank that somehow. He when I left, he had to have ran in that shop, got in that fridge, and just like jackpot, double fist, and, and just started sucking them down. They were gone. He drank an 18-pack of beer in like an hour and a half. Where was he headed? In your truck? Don't, just cruising, I guess. Just wanted to check out, check out the he land. He figured he wanted to hit it, just like the West Mountain bus. Yeah. He's going to take it for a spin. Just take her for well, a I'm hot. Drive. It's like, Matthew, no. I said, you didn't do a fucking thing. He, he looks at me and he said, did you get my beer? And said, oh, <laughs> and I said, that takes I, a lot of nerve. The balls on I this said, kid. I said, go ahead and slide on over into that passenger seat and stuff. Well, I said, I'm taking I said, you ain't in any shape to work today and stuff. I said, fuck you. I said, you, I said, you, I said you owe me a, a full day's labor and stuff. Well, he's got, he's got his black coat on. He's trying to jam this 18-pack of beer. And this guy's 120 pounds, like I said. He's trying to jam this 18-pack of beer in this into the wall. Of cigarettes underneath this little tiny he's black not, He's not. He doesn't have much fear. No. No. Well, after well, an 18 pack, he tells me, goes, in the morning, who does? <laughs> I go to turn into the colony and stuff, and he goes, oh, no, drop me off at the hedgerow. Oh, I don't want anybody seeing me. Oh, I said, fuck you. And oh, I drive him right to the center of the colony, and I said, get out. <laughs> well, he can't even hardly walk. Was, I mean, did so he, did he take the, the legit? Station? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's got him underneath his black coat, and he's staggering through the center of the colony trying to get to his little house. And stuff. Oh, and everybody, or everybody, and he he kept telling me whatever. This is between you and oh, I. Oh, absolutely needs, sure. You know, let's keep it low key. So the next yeah. time he came to work for you, had that go? Not well. That time it didn't work out well either. He ended up so stealing my back? wife's cell phone. Well, I gave him my wife's cell phone because I was really hard up for a truck driver, and. And anyway, it, it didn't work out well. I gave him my wife's cell phone. I said, hey, we were oh, we were getting a bunch of rain and, and snow during harvest that year. It was a late year. And um, I said, I said, you take this phone. And I said, I'll call you because I said, we're only going to be able to run probably two, three hours a day and stuff. And I said, but I said, keep it charged and stuff. I said, I'll call you. Well, it ended up like January, a couple months later, I... I I could never get old. Matthew was always busy, but he did manage to call Moose Jaw Saskatchewan on my cell phone, <laughs> on my wife's cell phone about 4,000 times and rack up about $450 oh, worth of cell phone bill. Oh, shit. Your well, wife was living. Oh, well, she goes over with my mother to get, because oh, I was like, hey, don't, got in the don't, I said, don't piss anybody off over there. I said, he was trying to do me a solid, and I did, I'm trying to keep every everything. Well, there are illegal immigrants coming across oh. the, the fence road you're out. Shit, my mom went over there with my wife. We're getting that cell phone. That's your goddamn cell phone. Oh, old I would have liked to have seen this. Oh, oh well, shit. over there, 
women are like way down. I mean, they're oh, they're not thought of highly. I mean, it, they're they're there for one reason, pretty much procreation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, to and make get supper on make, the table, make and more and feed, make more little jigs. Yeah, and, and feed the kids with the helmets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> anyway, well, they got her cell phone back and. Neither my wife nor my mom would talk to me because I guess when they went over Matthew's mom, because he's still, he's, and believe it or not, he's still an eligible bachelor. He, he hasn't found the right gal yet. Surprising. And, um, yeah. Well, um, he wouldn't give him, no, this, this is my phone. And, or, and stuff, JC gave me this to his phone. Because you know his mom. Oh, yeah. She oh. knocked me on the seat of my pet. That's another yeah. story. Oh, I don't think that was the right thing to say, was it? No. Oh, boy. No, Anna Anna dropped the hammer. And, oh. yeah, it was all over. Well, and Matthew's mom stepped up. No, that's the, the men need that. He needs that phone because they're doing the men's business and stuff. Well, that, no. It, well, it wasn't smacked her, too. And, no, it it turned ugly. So they have a they had a direct line in Moose Jaw. Yeah, Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, it was one of his. Let the sisters. That the I was going to say, was it, did you get the number down? Was it a goddamn oh, strip club oh, or where yeah. was it called? In Moose Jaw. That's <laughs> probably the, the sister colony. Yeah, it it was the sister <laughs> the sister colony. Tits yeah. and tits and friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so what, what about what about when the you said that there was a deal on the guns when the guns went? Was oh, go- I got sent over there when I was a. Oh, I'm guessing I was maybe junior high. My dad, one, they they don't believe in firearms, or they didn't at that point. They've changed a lot, like technology-wise. They're they know more computer shit than I'll ever know and stuff. I mean, they're, well, they're up on I mean, now. I'm glad that you say that because tomorrow, um, Brian and I are taking. Him out to the hood right colony. Maybe you could teach him a few things about IT. Yeah. <laughs> I am oh. not teaching anybody any IT problems. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just go Dude, sniff we're... around the weasel patch for just yeah. see what we find. <laughs> I gotta I gotta throw one thing. Speaking of the hood right colony, do you remember Brian the smell in that goddamn house? <laughs> oh when we went <laughs> we got roped into an adventure one day. We gotta talk about that Mike one, one time. Yeah, got us to bail buck bales. Buck, yeah, we were good. We were eating boiled chicken. Wait, 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 let's hear about that and then we gotta oh. hear about JC's uh Guns. So it was me, you, Robinson. Robbie. It was just the three of us, just, wasn't it? And was, remember me, there was a caper that got a whole, a whole garage full of uh, booze. Yeah, so we, uh, it, started, <laughs> it started early in the morning, ironically. Yeah. And Mike Decay talked us into uh to he told us he was going to pay us. The so we were bastard. getting hay for him. For him. Yeah. But he said there was pay at the end of the rainbow, right? Yeah. So we're thinking, uh, as stupid as we, it sounds, we were thinking about money. How old are you guys? High school. Oh, what, freshman? Yeah, probably 14, 15 yeah, years old. Yeah, something. we're freshmen because that's when that caper. No, uh, we're sophomores. We had driver's license. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we were sophomores because we had driver's licenses. Yeah. And so we had, Jason got supplied the capers. Uh, yeah, we'll get. Tell that. What's that's a, another what, story. What's a caper? I think Wait, the statute of limitations just run out on that caper, maybe. Wait, too. what? The caper? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, God, that's another tell, one. Tell, okay, tell me how it started up, and I'll fill in the gaps. Yeah, okay. We all get picked up, and I believe, Brian, we went in your car. The blue car. Oh, the, the, the Belvedere. Yeah, Brian picks us all up, and we head out, and just plug in right there. Bro. And uh, we head out to Mike Decay's place. And we're and I've got a trunk full of spirits for us spirits. because because of course this was probably necessary for loading hay. Well, what are we supposed to do? 
You know, yeah, it's diet and thirst out there. I, I don't believe I had Brian. I don't know about you. I can damn sure say Robbie didn't have any hay, hay stacking experience. Robbie was at that. I bought yeah. bales in Florence a time or two, but yeah. I wasn't an expert. I never lifted a hay bale in my goddamn life, and I know Robbie didn't because Robbie never lifted nothing in his life for work or, to or, this or day. pay or pay. So we get out there, and old Mike comes sauntering over there, and there's this big long flatbed. Now hold on. Robinson had never really experienced manual labor. Not even one minute of he that. Manual, <laughs> Not one minute. He thought manual labor was the guy who was going to teach Spanish. Class. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So, Manuel. Yeah. So, so uh, he decides to volunteer. Mike Decay was good friends with Ivory. And Robinson decides. That's how to, this shit started. We got volunteered. Yes, into, that's Robinson, why I brought the booze. Robinson said, hey, listen, we got a little work. No, it's going to take very long. We're just going to help Mike the Yeah, I think bit. we got lied to on that. It's not going to take very long. <laughs> and it's a little work. <laughs> so we drive out there, and here's this truck. Well, we don't know. We're, we're like, what kind of work we do around here? Well, Mike the has got a whole field of hay, and we're going to bucket into this truck. And we don't know. We're not very big in geometry or mathematics, right? So we... Start we, stacking this. We start shit. stacking it. And now we got. I got to put one more thing in here. Remember, Mike Decay was late, and we had a few of the sauce biscuits, <laughs> and we did. We didn't just have them. We were shotgunning. You remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah oh yeah. We, t- we took the first thing we did was take a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we we got our vitamins in and got a good breakfast you going. Got get along good with Matthew. We we yeah. had a good breakfast. And by the time Mike got out there, like Brian said, we're standing there. We have no idea what the hell we're supposed to be doing. But we've been volunteered for this project. And I'll let Brian take over from here because this stacking story is absolutely goddamn So we don't know what we're doing, but we're really good at faking stuff, right? We figured, we yeah. Have you done this before? Well, of course we've done it before. Of course. We're from Montana. We're some Montana kids. So we start driving this truck around. Robinson decides he wants to shoot some golf. We're like, no, listen, let's drive around. We don't know, we don't know, a, 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 like I said, we didn't know if we were whining our ass or scratching our watches out there <laughs> and trying to buck these bales, right? And so we start driving around, and Brian gets out because... back there if you want to stick them to the, the only way, The only way that we're going to uh, do this, that I was going to coax these guys into doing it, was talking about how strong you had to be to throw these bales in. So now it became Jake and Robbie to see how fast they could throw these things. Yeah. Well, they're throwing them up there. Like, you know, you ever played Jenga? It didn't look anything like Jenga. It looked like Lincoln Logs. Yeah, and, and it wasn't. And I mean, with, you know, the big, long flatbed, JC. And me and Robbie, were, like I said, we're, we're a little juiced. You know, we're, we're not. And we're going up there and one's getting thrown. And then all of a sudden they started getting thrown from farther and farther away. Well, we, you know, t- traditionally you go from bottom to top. We were going left to right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this, is a bad, this is a bad, bad three employees. So I'm in the truck and I don't really see what's going on. All I can just feel every, every time a bale hit the truck, it'd shiver. It would shimmer. It'd shimmer. Pretty soon the truck started leaning to the right quite a little bit. Because. <laughs> Almost tipped it over. They were about they were about five or six tall on the right, and then they said, "I think that's high enough. Let's go run over to the left." I go, "No, I go. We should do it this way." I don't have. To well, but by the time that we got these things stacked up, it looked like it, I don't know. It looked like it looked like oh, the devil's business. Right? It was the devil's. And then remember, Mike showed up, and we were we were. That's when we took the truck again. Remember, we had we'd been. Brian was standing at the back of the the thing. And we'd probably put, I don't know how many bales up there, but we hadn't even made it about halfway back. And like Brian said, there was a structural problem. Lean tower of Pisa. You know, if anybody tried to drive this thing, that stuff's doing a, uh, your nephews right off the side of the road. 
<laughs> you know, it's it, 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 but it's bad. It didn't and look right. I remember Brian. He was standing back there, and uh, I think somebody suggested another meeting break. Meeting. And uh, <laughs> and it is a union job. And, then, and that's when Brian was at the back of the trailer, and I remember, I was kind of on the side, and I'm kind of looking up at it like this, and I'm seeing steps. Is what I'm seeing from yeah. this one side. And Brian goes. I don't think we did this right. He says, this is bad. <laughs> and so here's what Robbie comes up with. This thing is leaning to the right pretty heavy towards the passenger side, right? And Robinson goes, if we drive it around, if we take enough left oh, turn, just going to balance itself oh back up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I get in there and I start taking left turns and Robinson goes, you got to speed her up a little bit. We need to get... Got to use Guess that what? momentum. So you you well, can only imagine what happened to you. But do you remember when he, after this, Mike McKay comes back and sees this fiasco and questions our, our experience. Why, you're turning the right yeah. so much. Well, and, <laughs> he's questioning whether we should, and he, I think he suspected we might have been using some liquor yeah. at the time. Because he was a little, remember when he brought back that, it was like a trailer with the sidewalls oh, on it. Oh, you should have seen this. I mean, if OSHA would have shown up at this job project, it would have been It was over. one of the old internationals. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Big old with the big old sidles, and he says maybe you can get them straight in there. So we started throwing them in there, and we weren't they weren't going in. Two here, two here. It was that one goes there. That one. It looked like a goddamn pile of soup. <laughs> I think Mike McCabe even used it. He was talking about soup. He said this thing looks more than a soup sandwich. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. So we we ended up getting that thing full and very slow that thing. Oh. And, and we, we, never, we, didn't, we didn't pick up all the bales. Like we just picked them up as we go. There must have been a bale, three bales here, four bales here. There were still bales scattered all over oh, the yeah. field. There was no taking them in order. Yeah, it was just grab that one, go get that one. Oh, my dad would have loved you oh. guys. And then, <laughs> and then we, he never told us where we were dropping them off. Do you remember that? No. Do you remember where the first place we dropped them off? No, I don't. On I remember. Freeway. We, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they didn't quite make it. They were balancing around, and we could feel that truck shifting and shifting, and it was just the old soup bowl. Because remember, you said, no, I remember that Because we were a little above the rim, is the problem. We, I mean, we were so bad, and we were so liquored up by the time he wants us to take yeah. these things. <laughs> and we the, bucket them out on the freeway. So it was the freeway, just one of those roads. Well, you know what happens to a bale when it hits the road? That twine does not oh, always No, hold. it doesn't no. hold. I was so no. surprised about that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. boy, it just looked like it. It just looked like somebody should have tied That's it. That's the bailer's he, he fault. Should, well, he should have yeah. tied it tighter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some well, of I'm driving this truck, right? And I feel it got, our load got lighter. I could just feel it. Right? <laughs> yeah. I said, he's behind us honking, and pretty soon the bale's go. He's honking for about two miles. I go, what's he want to do, speed up? No, no, he was honking because the bale was about ready to top over. So I speed up, and it goes down. And Jason gets out, and uh, Mike get, oh, and Mike is just fit to be tied, right? This oh. is what he signed up for. But you know what? It was what he signed yeah, up for. Yeah, it's exactly what he signed up for, hiring us three jackasses. So he told us when we started, he said, well, he'll pay us by the load. So the, the half the load's on, I go, well, looks like we need to pick up another load. So we kick all that, that, that hay into the ditch and we go get another load, right? We're expecting to get double pay, right? So he goes, listen. We're heading back to the field to get some more hay, right? 
He goes, you guys are fucking this thing up. And then he walks over. He gets, now we're in the cab. We're heading back to get some more hay. Well, Mike, then he, he's up there in the cab. I'm driving. You know, I'm all 18, 18 pounds just sitting there looking at him. He goes, you guys been drinking? Oh, no, no, no. not us. And this is like one in the afternoon. We're oh. two. And, we, and at this point, one o'clock in the afternoon, we're responsible for 10 clean bales at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we can just get 10 of them in there. He'd have been happy with us. But we actually got it the last time because he was pissed off. Did we off. load it up? We actually got one load in there, so we headed out because he had had enough. I, I thought that one time he's going to smack Is one of this us. how... I got to ask. Is this how he got the nickname Haystack? It might be. You know oh, what? Oh, shit. Because I'll tell you what. The shrapnel we left down that highway twice. <laughs> it was carnage. Because I always knew him as Haystack. Talk, and I was dude, enough maybe younger that was his than nickname. you guys. It, it you talking might about, be. You talking about Decay? Yeah, yeah. Decay. That was yeah. his nickname? Yes, yeah. Haystack. Yeah. That's it, what it I always knew him for. Because hey, this was exastic. Oh. Is what, and, then, it, and then finally we get this thing. Oh, and remember when we were driving up there and we were laughing at all the hay that was just, I mean, it looked like you were out in the field. As we were driving and we wanted to get paid. We're right? trying to get paid. Well, and, well. I go, and we were like, Mike, the sun's setting on this project. Yeah. And he goes, we need to get paid. Okay. Getting the thing. And we didn't know where we were going either. Where do we show up? Hoodrite colony. Hoodrite Glacier colony. colony. Oh. And these guys come out, and we're, I remember, I don't know, I can't oh. speak for Brian, but I was done hay bailing at yeah. this point. I could barely function as a human being, let alone get in the back of this truck and start tearing shit up. Well, Mike says something. Remember, he's over there talking. Two, three of them bastards come over there and got in the back of that truck. They had that thing unloaded and stacked against this thing in about 15 oh, they minutes. they bought it from him. That ate yeah. from him. And oh, then Brian had mentioned again. <laughs> Brian had mentioned again, you know, about where's a little scratch, you know? Where's one? After <laughs> for, this, our, for our time. Because, you, know? yeah. you know, this performance that we've put on here, Brian just kept needling him about, I need a little scratch here, you know? <laughs> well, Mike says, your payments are coming this way. And we go over to that house. And I'm, I remember I'm going, God, God, what in the hell are we going to get? What are they going to kill us? <laughs> What's he going to do? We're going we never, into that. Oh, well, they're going to help. You're going to help you get the pro, yeah, procreate. Yeah, that's procre- that was on my mind too. Procre- I didn't know what was going to go on. Oh, jazzed up. But we go into this. I see week. one rubber glove come on. I'm out of oh, here. Oh, I'm gone. <laughs> Next is swelling. I. <laughs> I was the first one through this door, and I mean that smell hit me in the face, and I I can't even describe it. Dandruff and asshole. That's about, that's about all I can come up with. Yeah, and and it was a hundred and fifty degrees. It smelled like an old lady farting piss. Yes, right, right on your shirt and left it there for a week. You know, that's exactly what it smelled. That's closer. Or if a cat pissed on you while you were drunk and you woke up and went, damn it. No. Is that because of the procreation? I don't no. know what the hell was going on. There's in that pot. Okay. <laughs> That's coming. They, then we go in there, and I remember they had us sit down at that long table, and all the Hoonerites kept coming in there. And I'm thinking, I ain't eating in this place. You know, I'm they had all set. It must have been... I, it must have been 115 degrees in that house flies. at least before the flies came. <laughs> yeah, before the flies showed up. And he's not joking about the flies. <laughs> it, I mean, and they start bringing out these pots of this chicken. I'm assuming is what, <laughs> but it was great. That might be where the little helmet was. Where gray? It was great. <laughs> and I'm saying it, it was boiled chicken. It was boiled. That's the good stuff. You know, 
I'm like, I thought it was potatoes initially. And then she pulled out a chicken wing. I go, you got me. Remember when she reached in there and Grant started pulling that shit apart with her hands and just started slopping it on those plates? I'm like... I and the flies. Th- and the flies showed up. And I mean, my God, it was like we were all wearing a bunch of fly paper. I mean, it, it, they were just... And then the stink and the heat... And this was our payment. Maybe we deserved it. I'm not sure. Mike comes in and he's sitting there at the door laughing. Mike goes, ate the shit. Oh, he, yeah, he was like, you ready to eat? He goes, how about, oh, he goes, you barley boy. He calls, you barley boys want to eat a little chicken? <laughs> <laughs> barley boys. I, I had already watched, I was so, I, I mean, I was just in absolute fucking shock. Was there a barbecue sauce to go? No, 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 no. <laughs> There was not a condiment on the table, nor a condom. So that made yeah. me feel better. That but, chicken was, wow. you put that in your mouth, it was slipperier than a barrel of eels. Oh, my <laughs> God. God. I mean, you just looked at it, and you were, and all these bastards, I mean, that woman's slapping this chicken around, and these guys are eating it up. They're and eating up. that shit like they're going to the electric And the chair. flies are whacking oh. them in the head. Oh, the and flies. And I'm going like this. I'm the like, flies. Get me I'm getting like, get me. And these people are eating this, and I mean, those flies, where they were darting off their so heads and eat, landing on the food, right in the middle, right in front me of them. Jay- me and Jason, I go, Jason. We gotta get out of here. Exactly. And we gotta Ed, go. And Ed, uh, Mike, and Robbie were eating that stuff. Their arms were like oh, machines yeah, going around and around, eating yeah, that stuff. Eating this shit up. And, and oh, Robbie's going. Robbie was eating. Then I right got up and I just up. and I just called it. <laughs> I just said I am done with this shit. And I just stood up. And when I said shit, do you remember when I said shit? Everybody stopped eating. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and I I said you know I didn't scream it. I just, well, I might have, I was shit-faced, but I, I'm done with this shit. Well, this guy's right behind me. He ain't taking this crap either. And we go outside, and that no, was your pay, Was that your payment? Yes. Well, apparently, he never paid us a day. Da- well, no scratch. Yeah, you know, I don't think no. we deserved any, but maybe a dollar for sitting down at that table with that disaster area. And just getting outside the breeze felt oh, so the good. The air. <laughs> I could breathe. And I, I remember we were both standing out there, and I said, what was that smell? What what was it? Was, it was it was unbelievable. Was it the food? No, this was I don't know, but I can't even describe. You know, you, I don't know how you. It's put hard. It. To, you like, it's hard to eat. Like when well, you're, yeah, and then you're you're hammered for one thing. And then you know what? One thing it did that it I was really so reminded hot. me. It reminded me of like playing baseball out there at the complex, and when the refined the, oh, the, 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 the lagoon got going. The, 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 yeah, <laughs> it was the lagoon when the turkey potty over oh. there got going real good. It was just terrible and. And I mean, then you sat down at those tables, and it was nothing but armpits and swamp butt. Swamp butt. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. like, what do you think? And they're wearing the black wool. Yeah. Oh, no, I tell you what, it doesn't like, breathe. Plums. I don't think we were good stewards. <laughs> no, we were not. When you talk about efficiency, I'd say not good. No, and technical knowledge, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Effort, no. Um, effort. We were I think that's time. where those two nicknames came from, the Barley Boys and the Haystack. And Haystack. <laughs> well, I'm serious. That that's be all a, I ever knew him as. That very well could be. Of what and we I'm did. sure I learned that name from, <laughs> from Willie Winter. I, I guarantee he was the first one. Ah, that's all haystack decay. And I'm <laughs> we must have we must have laid a hundred bales of bay on both sides of those roads. Oh and it God! Was just... We had more. There was ten times more on the sides of those roads and in the middle of that road than we ever got to that hooder. I love to have known what he was thinking when he. Oh, saw he's honking the horn. I go, speed up, speed up. And you know, like I wonder what those hooderites thought. Unstack it, you know, because they're. Meticulous. Like, uh, yes. Exactly. It's like, man, if there's one bale out of 
out of space. There's five older guys there. Chewing ass. That's bullshit, you know, <laughs> and stuff. Who the hell taught them to... Well, they should have been... They, they, <laughs> <laughs> those the guys should have been over helping us. Just they, give them the chicken. Fuck them. <laughs> Just give, give them the boiled chicken. <laughs> episode of the hood right journals we hope you enjoyed that uh, if you guys have stories um please reach out you can call or text at 765-810-4864 we'd love to hear from you that's 765-810-4864 um lastly never forget every shenanigan must transcend